We're on the top of page Kuflamid Zain 137, two lines at the top. We've just been speaking about the unlimited kindness of Hashem that the 26 generations from Adam until the giving of the Torah were sustained by that unlimited kindness because even though they were going against the will of Hashem, they were transgressors of Hashem's will, which according to the wisdom of Torah, the word, the basically the rules of creation, how Hashem set up creation, the Torah says, no, you have to do Hashem's will in order to get life and blessings. But they had long life and good life and in their in all categories of life, even though they were going against Hashem's will. And that's because, like the sages say of Turkey, obvious, that those generations were sustained by the, the chesed of Hashem, the unlimited, unbounded um, kindness of Hashem, and also Erech his Hashem's great patience, which refers to the level of Rav Chesed, the kindness of Hashem, which transcends creation, which on that level, there is no difference in good and bad, and therefore it's such an unlimited level, therefore they also got everything without any calculations and without any, any limitations. Two lines on the top. Achine, however... So according to this, we have to understand what is the special quality of the giving of the Torah. Which we explained before that the whole idea of the Torah is the Torah comes from the, the supernal wisdom of Hashem. Um, that everything, all the divine energy of creation and life force and the blessings of creation should all be drawn down through the channel of Hashem's Chochma. Shuktas Din which is a little bit now of judgment. That it's a little judgment. You're saying, only if you go in my statutes, you go in my ways of the Torah, you do my will, then I'll give you all these blessings and I'll give you the rain in its proper times, etc. So seemingly, it was a lot better before the giving of the Torah. Everything was given to the, the people of creation, bef- uh, which are from a level of godliness, which transcended all limitations without any calculations. They just got only good. Whereas now, after the giving of the Torah, everything goes to the channel of Hashem's wisdom, meaning how Hashem, basically the logic, how Hashem set up creation, that everything you get good if you do good, if you do Hashem's will. But now that seems like there's a little bit more judge, judgment in the sustaining uh, and our blessings and our, receiving our blessings from Hashem. So what is the special quality of the giving of the Torah? The explanation is, Even though before the giving of the Torah, the creations received from very sublime godly level which transcended all limitations of creation which on that divine level there is no importance to the service of the creations down here like it says the uses the quote it uses the the language of the zayar the uplifting of the feminine waters or feminine referring to the receivers meaning which is all of creation and the male is referring to hashem who is the giver of the blessings and of life and the uplifting of the feminine waters referring to us uplifting our our service uplifting ourselves up to Hashem, doing good down here, following Hashem's will, that is referred to the feminine waters. But on that sublime level that which the creation refer, uh, received from, those 26 generations received from before the giving of the Torah, even though on that level, it's such a high level that the whatever we do down here doesn't make, doesn't even matter. But however, they only received physical influx of energy, of physical blessings in all the categories of children, of uh, life and sustenance, only those things. That's all from the more external aspects of godliness. 
So even though they were getting this intense flow of unlimited energy from that totally transcends the limitations of creation, but it was only being translated into physical blessings, which physical blessings are only the very, very external, um, so to say, hinder side, the back side of Hashem's divine energy, like the back of a person which is not where his main faculties are of his, of his uh, eyesight, of his taste, speech, everything is from the front of the person's face. The backside, there is um, not not the main parts of a person's, uh, not his main faculties. There is no faculties there on the back side. It's just the neck, the nape of the neck. So that's the same idea of godliness. The backside, the achirayim, refers to the most external aspects of godliness, most contracted, diminished aspects. And that is what they got, even though they got a lot of it, but it was all in the physical. But however, the revelation of godliness, which is drawn down from the inner core, the essence of godliness, which is more connected to Hashem's true essence, that aspect of godliness did not shine to them whatsoever. They only got from the more external, diminished aspects of godliness, even though it was in a lot, it was in great abundance, but they only got from the more external, not from the inner the inner core of godliness. Like it says in the verse, a verse which expresses this idea that um, these wicked um, people in the previous generations that didn't do Hashem's will, they got only, even though they got an abundance of blessing, but it was only from the more external, diminished aspect of godliness. Whereas the revelation of the Gilulukos, revelation of godliness, which comes from the inner core, essence of godliness, they didn't have at all. That uh, he prevented from the wicked their light. So, in the deeper sense, this verse means to say that Hashem prevented from these wicked people their light, meaning the light of the revelation of Hashem's of the revelation of godliness. The the light of Hashem. That there was it wasn't shining in any revealed way. Um, the godly and godliness, rather in a way of double and redoubled darkness, doubled and quadrupled darkness. And actually, to the extent that it was so dark and the godliness was so concealed that they were even able to deny the the one God. Like the verse says in Tehillim, that the, the wicked one said in his heart, there is no God. And the people then, in that gen- in those generations, those twenty six generations, were a yesh for Nifra. They were their own. They felt themselves as their own independent existence, totally independent of God and something separate from Hashem, without any connection to Hashem. So, and that's what it says here. It uses the expression of that it's a double darkness. It's so dark you can't see Hashem, and then the. Redoubled darkness means it's so dark that the that you come to think that the darkness itself is light. That the meaning that there's no problem with this darkness. You don't even realize that it's dark anymore. And that is what the what the reality was back then in those twenty six generations that only existed because of the kindness of Hashem. Also, and also they they used to utilize these. Um, they used to utilize these interesting things of taking oaths and through the power of Hashem's names, the Kabbalah Maisies and different acts of uh, that were that are spoken about in Kabbalah 
and the esoteric works that that there should be drawn down to them abundance of good in physical in the physical realm even though they would be transgressing Hashem's will, and they, even though they didn't fulfill the, the seven mitzvahs, the seven commandments which they were commanded, all the children of Noah were commanded before the giving of the Torah. So this explains also in um, Torah Eir, this idea of the generation of their uh, Flaga, how they were able to have so much abundance of good, even though they were going against Hashem's will. It says that they would utilize through their what they knew, they knew the secrets of divinity and the secrets of godliness through the, you know, the, the tradition that was passed down to them in Kabbalah, and they used to utilize Hashem's names and saying them in certain ways, and taking oaths through these names, in order to so to say force these blessings to come down and have an abundance of physical blessing, even though they would be going against Hashem's will. This is the idea of the Shnei Alafim Tayu. The two the two thousand years of chaos, like we asked earlier, what is this idea of Tayu? and this these two thousand years lasted until Avram This is most of the time of these twenty six generations before that only existed because of the, because of the um, unbounding kindness of Hashem. Shapirish Tayu, what does the word Tayu here mean? These two thousand generations of Tayu, chaos, lashon shmama, desolate, emptiness. Shahaya ilam shamim. That the world was totally desolate and empty. Meaning, what was it empty from? It was empty that, from the fact that there was no revelation of godliness in the world at all. So that's one explanation of Tayu. Desolate emptiness, empty from the revelation of godliness. And also, the word Tayu comes, comes from the word Tamiya, uh, bewilderment or wonder, wonderment, questioning. Like, like what we say, that a person is totally. He's confounded and bewildered by something. Like it says um, about Eliezer, uh, when he was waiting for, when he was waiting for, um, make the shidduch for his master, Yitzchak, and he was bewildered at the fact that she fulfilled all the different things that she said. She fulfilled all the different, different, um, Things that he said when he made a promise: if she comes in the, and she gives me to drink and she gives my camels to drink, also, then this is this will be the match for my master. And this is what it means. But each mishtoyle was bewildered. Wow, I can't believe she fulfilled all these things. So toyu also comes with this word of bewilderment, confounding, confounding. So what was this idea of the bewilderment here in this um, two thousand years of toyu? So the Tamiya here was, the bewilderment was that according to their deeds, it wasn't fitting that they should be drawn down to them a you know, long life and abundance of good in physical, the physical world because they were going against the Shem's will. And according to the way the Shem set up creation and the Chokmah, his wisdom, that is not the way that usually you get good goodness. Only if you go in the will, you do the will of Hashem, then you get blessing. And nevertheless, they still were able to it was drawn down to them a abundance of blessing physically and all the categories of physical blessing of children, um, life and parnasa and sustenance and all in an abundant way. That is the 2,000 years of toyu, of bewilderment, of question. How is it possible that they, even though they acted against Hashem, they were able to get so much blessing? 
And the reason why they were, they were able to have this reality was because they were receiving from the level of the long face, which was referring to um, the Rav Chesed, the abundant kindness of Hashem, meaning the kindness of Hashem, which is not just the kindness in the world of Atzilus, meaning the kindness of a, the world of Atzilus is already the kindness within creation, which relates to the more, the limited Spheres, the def- defined limited spheres of the world of Atsilas, and therefore also the energy drawn down from the spheres is also def- is also limited and and diminished energy. Rather, they were receiving from the energy of the kindness of Hashem, which transcended creation, transcended limitation. And that's why they were able to get this abundant kindness, abundant blessing. Meaning, they were able, they were receiving from this level of kindness, from that which fell from the 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 shattering of the vessels in the world of Tayu. They were receiving from that abundant kindness, that unlimited revelation of godliness that preceded the the world of Tikka and the world of, of Atsilas. And that's why it's called another reason why it's called the two thousand years of Tayu, because they were that's from the level that's the level of godliness that they were getting in touch with, this level of Tayu, this unlimited, unbounded revelation of godliness, which is too intense for that world. Amnam, however, however, all this is only from they only received, even though they received abundance of blessing, which obviously came through a um, influx of divinity. But the level of godliness that they were getting in touch with was a very external, very diminished level of godliness. because behold, because the whole idea, the root for the idea of the shattering of the vessels in the world of Tayo, why did this happen? Why was there a shattering of the vessels? And it was to the, the the light of the world of Toya was too intense for these vessels to contain. They shattered. Because there was such an abundance of godly energy there, um, the the vessels they were not able to contain that energy and not able to withstand it, and therefore they broke. So what is this idea of explanation of the idea of of godly light and vessels containing that light? Who commercial inyan Let's understand it, the Altar Shab says, through the analogy of intellect. When the intellectual idea is enclosed into, is being expressed through letters. That the letters of that your person is expressing an intellectual concept through speaking letters, the letters are kalim, they're the vessels. And the intellectual concept being expressed through those letters is the light, is the energy of those letters. It's the energy empowering those letters and giving them meaning. Like for a wave analogy, the word Baruch, blessing, which it, which it means, it's a expression and meaning Bracha, blessing, being blessed, or it could also mean praised, meaning praised, depending on the context of this word where it comes uh, the word, the word before it is la'achrav, and the word after, meaning depending on the context, it could mean either be, blessed or praised, and according to the general idea, uh, the context that the idea of the intellectual concept, whatever, whether whether it be blessed or praised, which is within the the words blessed baruch this is the godly the light or the energy within that word and just the actual letters that make up the word Baruch, they are the vessels, the channel to express that idea through these letters. That, that all only applies when the letter 
is made up of the, the when the word is made up of these letters when they're combined in a certain way to actually spell the word baruch. But when you take out the base of the word baruch to itself, when you take it out from the word from that, and therefore there's no more baruch, it's just ruch, and you take out the resh and by itself vechein avav, and you take out the vav from the word baruch vechaf in the last letter of the word baruch pshuta. Then there doesn't exist anymore this the light of the intellectual idea being um, when as when as it was when the these four letters were combined together in that way to spell the word baruch, meaning what each letter in and of itself doesn't have that intellectual idea. Only when you combine the letters in a certain way that spell a word, that's when the light exists within these letters. Meaning when the intellectual concept. The meaning of the word is being expressed through the word when the letters are combined in a certain way. And however, but however, being that there was there was these letters were together before they were separated. Then and when they were together, these letters were together in this certain combination to spell the word Baruch. They did shine within them the intellectual idea, the meaning of the word. And therefore, even after they are separated out from the, the word and they don't, they're not combined in the way to spell the word anymore. There still remains within these, within each of these letters a little bit of a trace of the meaning of the intellectual idea expressed through the words. Because it's possible to. Combine these letters again a second time back into spell the word Baruch. And each letter is a integral part of the actual word Baruch. So they, there is a, a possibility to bring this letter back to spell the word again. Therefore, it has a important purpose in spelling that word. Therefore, the trace of the meaning of the word, which was which before when it was combined together to spell that word, is still there. Now we can also understand this idea of the shattering of the vessels of the world of Tehu. So in the world of Tehu, there was too much light for the vessels to handle, and therefore there was this shattering of the vessels. So we just explained the light is less like uh, the light of Hashem in the analogy is like the intellectual idea expressed through the letters, and the letters are the vessels expressing that idea. So the idea of the shattering of the vessels in the world of Tehu is that the vessels there, just like when you separate the letters of a word and the the intellectual idea, the light of the intellectual idea, which is expressed through these letters, now Nisala becomes uplifted, Nistalik, and becomes removed from the word, from these vessels, these letters. Um, now the only thing which is left in these letters, how they're separated out, is just a, a little bit of a trace of the intellectual idea which was expressed through them. And also, the power of the letters themselves, that which was not refined through the the Yud of the name of Hashem, which is as the numerical equivalent to the Gematria of Sag, this is what was remains, this is what remains after the shattering of the vessels. So there's after the shattering of the vessels, because the, the God, the energy in the world of Tehu was too intense for the vessels to handle. It's similar to separating the letters of a word, and each letter now still has a, tr- a little bit of a trace of that energy, of that concept which is expressed through the letters. Um, and also, 
the koyach, this power of the letters themselves, without the intellectual idea expressed through them, that which was not yet refined through this specific godly um, energy which is expressed in the yud, in the first letter, the yud of the name of Hashem, which is has the matri of sag of 63, that is what is left over after the shattering of the vessels. So the trace of the godly energy within each letter, and also the koyach, the oisius atzman, the power of each of the letters themselves. I'm not exactly sure what this concept is of the powers of the letters themselves, that which was not refined through the yud of the name of Sag. Um, I know that the name of Sag relates to the world of Tayu, and the yud of the name of Sag is a specific, I guess, a specific level within that um, divine revelation. Anyway, so the imke muvan so if so, it's understood. Shazel mash shazel rak b'chinas achirayim levad neged b'chinas apimis heim ha'iris chul. So therefore, it's understood that the um, that which basically came out from the shattering of the vessels of Toyu is now each each vessel is shattered, meaning each word now is separated out, and there's just specific letters that only have a very very minuscule trace. Of the divine energy which is in which was in the vessels before they shattered, so it's only a the the backside like we said before the backside is not where the main faculties of a person are, and the analogy is so too in godliness it's just a diminished, more contracted level of godliness, and so they're only whatever you get from the shvidas akelim you only get from the very hinder side of godliness the very um, external. Uh, diminished revelation, which is compared to the inner core of godliness, which is the actual Udis themselves, the actual light themselves that were revealed until you beforehand. And nevertheless, being that these lights, this energy, which is revealed to the people that the the generations that went against Hashem's will, even though it's from a the hinder side, the back side of godliness, so to say, the mo, the more diminished ray, but being that they stem from a very sublime and lofty level in godliness from the world of Teu, which totally transcends the level of Tikkun, which is the world of Atsilos, where in which the godly energy is now more defined and limited. Therefore, the godly influx of energy, which is drawn down from the level of Tayu, it's with a lot more abundance than the than the than the revelation, the influx of divine energy, which comes from the world of Tikkun, which is already a measured and limited energy. So, even though we're talking about the diminished external ray of godliness but we're talking about that diminished external ray from the world of Tayu, which in general is an abundant revelation of unlimited um, shefa of unlimited godliness therefore the influx of divine energy which comes from that achirayim that that more external the external revelation of godliness it is with a great abundance because it's coming from the world of Tayu, which is an unlimited level, level of energy whereas the even the panemius, the inner core of the revelation of godliness which comes from the world of Tikkun, being that Tikkun itself is very limited, the godly energy which is revealed there is very limited, therefore the um, influx of divine energy which comes from there is also limited. Um, a lot more is a lot more abundant in the world of Tikkun, the godly energy which is revealed there is more diminished and uh, contracted. However, through the 
contraction of the godly energy in the world of Tikkun that is specifically how the revelation of the divine energy is possible meaning only through that contraction and that um, confinement the concealment of the divine energy does it make it possible to have the revelation of that energy just like by the giving of the Tadish, that it says that uh, in the verse that it says that Hashem descended in fire, like it says in the verse, Hashem descended onto the Mount Sinai. And it says the Mount, Mount Sinai was totally went up in smoke because of the fact that Hashem descended on upon, upon the mountain with fire. That's why it was smoking which implies that there was a actual revelation of godliness down here in the physical world to the extent that it actually caused a burning up and a smoke, a smoking of the mountain and because of the revelation of godliness down here. So, so we can conclude from this, even though this revelation of godliness which happened at the giving of the Torah that Hashem descended onto Mount Sinai, it happened only, it was only possible through a tzimtzum, through a diminishment, a contraction of the divine energy, because indeed it says in the verse that the heavens and even the heavens of the heavens, the highest levels of godliness, are not able to contain you, Hashem. From the word keli, they're not able to be a vessel for you, Hashem. Peter Shlechalklucha, what is the, the the meaning of the word Yechalklucha? Not able to contain you. Shei Yafshar Lashamayim Shmei Hashamayim Liyosefila Kli Betoich Kli Lebchinasayin Safe. The meaning that the it's impossible for the heavens and the heavens of the heavens to be even a vessel inside of a vessel for the revelation of the infinite energy of Hashem. So that's Yechalklucha. There's two. If you look in that word, it's two actually words of. To, it's a combination of kli twice yichal kelucha kli kli implying a kli betoich kli meaning even it's impossible for even the highest heavens to be a even somewhat of a vessel to contain a revelation from the infinite energy of Hashem so we're on the next page nevertheless and nevertheless Hashem descended onto the Mount Sinai in before the eyes of everybody and that was only possible through the aspect of contraction of divine energy and diminishment of the energy. So the conclusion from this is that the whole idea of the contraction of Hashem's energy, that's because of the, the, the reason for that symptom is the idea of revelation. So basically, in order for there to be a revelation of godliness in the world, it has to be through a symptom, through a confinement, a contraction of the divine energy, um, basically to channel it into a level which the creations can receive it on their, with their limited perception, that can only be through a tzimtzum. Um, like the analogy of a Rav and Talmud, of a teacher and a student, that the teacher, if he gives over the concept, how he understands it, and it's, you know, the most, more abstract way in his more refined mind, the depth of the concept, how he understands it, the, the student will not be able to under, get the concept. It'll, it'll be too much. It'll be above his, it'll go, it'll go over his head, so to say. But the, if the teacher contracts that, condenses the concept into a level which the student can understand it, he takes out some of the depth and he's able to lower it to the level of the student, that is what specifically is going to reveal the concept to the student. So the symptom is the reason the reason for revel is what brings about the, the possibility of revelation. So even though we're talking about a lower level of godliness, 
which is revealed in the world of Tikkun. But that's the, the specifically that lower level of godliness is what's able to come in a revealed way to the creations. Um, I'll stop there on the top of page Kuflam Ches, 138, three, four lines from the top.